Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, it up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch a bandit run. Welcome in, everybody, to Three Dudes with a View. I'm Clayton Harris, your host here on a Monday. I had to, I had to remember what show I was on I was there for say, a you, second. You seem a little hesitant there this morning. I, I, I had to... <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday. It is. It is. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Clayton Harris filling in for Delk Kennedy this morning. Uh, joined, as always, by dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How's it going, Mr. York? Good morning, Clayton. Good morning, everybody. And a special Monday guest dude, Carrie Powers. How's it going, Carrie? You're muted. You You are muted. Sorry, happy Monday. Very happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yeah, I bet well, you're Clay- extra. Clayton, you can't pull that smile off her face with a 40-ton fork. I, could you this morning? I was just about to say uh, an extra special happy Monday. Uh, I'm sure y'all had a great time in Knoxville, Carrie. I mean, it was palpable. Every, like, from the minute we stepped on campus, it was palpable. <clears throat> it was a, a great game. Devils. Yeah, uh, they they did it. They pulled it off. They uh, beat Florida. Uh, you got to be honest, though. You got a little worried there at the end, didn't you? I did. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> a lot worried, probably. <laughs> well, but that's SEC, SEC football. I mean, miracles happen and last-minute things happen. So, I mean, until the very last second, I mean, we were like, I, I wasn't celebrating until the very end. But... Uh, it was it was a great game. It was just a great feel. That stadium was one hundred percent packed. It was checkerboard. It was that it was the you know the t- the university's programming well. It was just excellent. And moving up in the top ten too, Karen. That's called coming back, Mister York. We've been there before. Been a while, but we're coming back. <laughs> I tell you what, I, normally y'all beat Florida. You know, you, you got a good run when you beat Florida. That's that's an omen. I know Peyton never did beat Florida, but uh, T. Martin beat Florida and he won a national championship. <laughs> yes, he did, Mister York. Well, hey, I mean T. Martin, Peyton Manning. You're you're talking about you know great great times at Tennessee, and I think you know it it, it felt familiar. You know, great I was there times are back. Hope so. Right times are back. They, 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 said, they said on the broadcast on television that tickets were going for around 300 bucks around game time. That's unbelievable, especially when you consider you guys are off next week, you go to LSU, and I truly believe that LSU doesn't have the offensive power, power, power to keep up with Tennessee. So, my goodness, how much are tickets going to be on October 15th is the question because there is a great chance that Alabama and Tennessee both will come into that game undefeated. Well, I bet you they're going to be a penny for sure, but I'm, that's interesting that at game time they were 300 because weeks and weeks and weeks ago someone asked me to call a ticket rep and get them some tickets, and they were in lower level, but they were well over that. 
probably um, over a month ago, um, but they've done this new tic- digital ticketing, which yes. is, I don't know how you would scalp a ticket, but maybe you can. I don't know. Well, it, it was a it was a great time for Tennessee fans, and uh, yes, it, it was. Yeah, I mean, it's um, you know it, it it's about it's about time, and it happened, and here we are. So uh, I'm excited well, thanks for for a little Vol talk. Go Vols! Thank you. Yeah, well, hey, we're we're a Vols affiliate here on our sister station, one hundred three point seven WKRM. We are one of the oldest affiliates in in the state, so. And now we are we are proud to talk about the Vols. And speaking of being an affiliate, doesn't something special happen on the fifteenth for us? Yes, uh, on on the Alabama broadcast because yeah. uh, we do carry Alabama football on one hundred one point seven okay. WKM. So uh, for that particular game, we will be the affiliate of the game. Oh, so, cool! For the Alabama broadcast, yeah. So the other, for our sister station, yeah. yeah. So very cool. So yeah. We'll uh, we shall see. Now we do SEC have a. Football. I'm Go sorry. Ahead. What was Just that? SEC football. It, it really is a special thing. Yeah, it, it is. It, it it just means more. And speaking of just meaning more, what about them Columbia Lions? Still the king of the jungle after Friday night. That was another big, you know, just big time, big win. Felt great. Well programmed. The uh, Alabama and. A and M band just really brought it during halftime. It was really cool night. Yep. Mar- Good things in Columbia. Well done. The, it, ma- the maroon and white band. Yes. Yeah, it did take them a little longer than a half this time though to finish it off. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, Mount Pleasant showed themselves well, uh, and, and for a two A program going up against a five A program, uh, Mount Pleasant has nothing to hang their heads about. Not at uh, all on uh, on the, their agree. performance. And yep. uh, so it was a it was a game that was enjoyed by a lot of people. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> there was a bunch of people out there that night, uh, Friday night. Was, uh, was told that over five thousand on the pre-sale. Well, was, that doesn't mean what's at the gate, right? So <laughs> and so, just think about six thousand tickets sold at seven bucks a piece. That's over forty grand. So, so that, that's yeah. a big night, big night for everybody involved. Uh, those uh, inner county games are are good. They're good. Yeah. And, and what a show! And give Chris Pointer a lot of credit. That was that, that fireworks show <laughs> when they came out onto the field was unreal. I mean, that was just unbelievable. Yeah, some of us didn't get warned about that. I was headed under the table once. <laughs> I was only about thirty feet from one of them. <laughs> I'm telling you what. I'm telling you what. I well, go ahead. Speaking Gary. of the football, of a Columbia football name though, Kenneth Hughes. Uh, a lot of y'all know him. He's a big Florida fan. I, but I guess he lost a bet. I saw him in a Tennessee shirt yesterday. <laughs> correct. Correct. For, uh, Converted him. Huh? Uh, he he lost a bet to a member of the coaching staff at Whitthorn. So when they had practice yesterday, he had to wear his wear a UT sweatshirt. So. There it is. There it is. Uh, well, guys, we are joined in studio by two people from South Central or three South Central Tennessee Workforce Alliance: uh, Stephen Webb, Susie Pruitt, and Jonathan Stanfield. How, how's it going, guys? Good. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for coming on this morning. Uh, give us a little bit of information about what the South Central Tennessee Workforce Alliance is. 
Well, we are a nonprofit organization that started back in 2003, um, and at that time we were actually overseeing the career centers yeah. in eight counties in southern Middle Tennessee. And since then, the and this is more than than you want to know, but uh, about five or six years ago, the state decided to combine some workforce areas and combine our eight counties with five to the east, and. Um, now the South Central Tennessee Development District oversees the career centers. So we sort of changed gears. Uh, we still operate the adult education program for Murray County, as well as the other 12 counties with, within our workforce region. And then Susie and I specifically, we work on the reentry side of things. Um, and how all that started, I guess it was 2015 15. or 16. 15. Uh, Sheriff Rowland came. We used to do what was called a breakfast brainstorm. And so once a month, we would have local uh, employers and, and community officials come, and we would have just a little sit-down breakfast in, in one of our counties and talk about the issues that were going on, workforce-related and such. And uh, Sheriff Rowland came to our breakfast brainstorm here in Murray County, and after it was over with, he said, what, what can we do to try to get a small career center inside of the jail to help you know the the inmates upon release to to get connected to a job so that was really how the wheels started turning and then Susie has a another story of of how her side of things came into it I'll, I'll let her tell that with with her interactions with Sheriff Roland but um the State Department of Labor gave us some seed money to um to start working inside the facility there and went well so after that, then the Tennessee Department of Corrections stepped in and, and gave us some some funds to to keep that program operating and expand. And then within the last three years, we have applied for and received um, one federal grant through the U.S. Department of Labor, and then a state grant through the Victims of Crime Act. And that one, or those two, they actually cover our entire judicial districts. So we're inside Murray, Lawrence, Giles, and Wayne County facilities, and we provide the evidence-based programming to the inmates to, to help give them a leg up for, for whenever they get released. And then, as I mentioned earlier, we still operate the uh, adult education program. So Tennessee's under the high set, but... I think everybody knows it as the the GED program. So we we offer classes and testing for their high set, which is the high school equivalency test. That's great. That is great. Uh, Susie, he was talking about a story about you and how this kind of interacts with you and how you got started. Yeah, and I'll I'll try to make that a short story. Um, a few years ago, I was um, working on a disability program, and we went to Hickman County, and an auditor had come from Florida, and so she rented this blue uh, Mustang, and we were coming back after dark um, down Highway 7, and she was flying, and out of the bushes came this um, sheriff's patrol, <laughs> and it was the first time I'd ever met um, Bucky, and he pulled us over, and she got really smart with him, and I said, whoa, I don't know how you talk to the police officers in Florida, but we don't talk to them like that around here. And I said, I'm sorry, I work for the Career Center. And he said, you work for the Career Center? And I said, yes, sir. And so he came around to my window and he handed me his card. He said, my name is Bucky Rowland. I'm running for sheriff in Murray County. And he said, I'll make you a deal. I'll give her a warning ticket if when I'm elected sheriff, you help me put a, a, a Career Center inside the, the Murray County Jail. And I said, sure. I gave him my card. Never thought about it again till a while later. 
and uh, I was getting ready to move out of the county. I was going to go to work at Bledsoe Prison on the mental health team. And um, at that time, Chief Ray Jeter came in and had a meeting with us. And it reminded me that I had promised this man I would help him. And so I canceled what, what I was doing with Bledsoe Prison. We stayed put. And I've been at the Murray County Jail since April the 15th, 2015, and have no intentions of going anywhere till I retire. That is, that is a fantastic story. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that is great. Uh, we also have with us Jonathan Stanfield from the Murray County Sheriff's Department. How's it going, Jonathan? It's going well this morning. Uh, tell us a little bit about your interactions with the, the South Central Tennessee Workforce Alliance and um, what it does. Well, Susie's staff is, is phenomenal for us. Our current population this morning is 258 inmates, and we we tell groups all the time when we talk to them that uh, several years ago I seen the same people that would walk out of jail and walk all the way down Lawson White and walk directly to the life they had before. So there's no opportunities, no no anything for them. So what we've seen is, is a huge turnaround as to where when people come in, the ones that have come back, they already know, hey, I'm going to get straight this time. I know that I can get on this program. I can get my GED. Uh, Pat, who works with Susie, you know, we've had several that that's left out and they're halfway through their high set program. If they do come back, they get right back into it. They leave with a GED. Uh, some of the programs that uh, Stephen's done here in the past few months with uh, working with Smelter in Mount Pleasant for a work release program, uh, they leave with money, those kind of things. It, it's just a, a complete turnaround to where there's an opportunity. It's not just a place to come and, and you're going to do your time and go back to the same life you had before. Yeah, <clears throat> sounds like a life-changing opportunities uh, that you guys are helping with these folks as they get out. Uh, we're up against a break. When we come back, Mr. York, Kerry, Coach Mike, uh, we'll, we'll talk more uh, with Stephen, Susie, and Jonathan with the South Central Tennessee Workforce Alliance. You're listening to Three Dudes with a View, Monday edition. We'll be back right after this. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. 
Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up. Watch your bandit run. Welcome back, everybody. Three Dudes with a View. I'm Clayton Harris filling in for Delk Kennedy this morning and joined, as always, by dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How's it going, Mr. York? Good morning, Clayton. Good morning, everybody. And Monday special guest dude, Carrie Powers. How's it going, Carrie? Excellent. Happy Monday. And we're joined by Murray County Sheriff's Department Captain Jonathan Stanfield, along with uh, Stephen Webb and Susie Pruitt from the South Central Tennessee Workforce Alliance. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Morning. Uh, before we went to the break, uh, we were talking uh, with with, with uh, Jonathan and Stephen and Susie about uh, the work that South Central Tennessee Workforce Alliance does at the Murray County Jail. And uh, Mr. York or Carrie, you, you guys got any questions uh, you want to ask? Yeah, I was going to ask uh, Susie uh, or Jonathan. Uh, GEDs are awful important, and and uh, a lot of uh, I guess folks that get in trouble may have not completed high school so 
if GED is a, a priority, what else do you do besides the GED program and helping them develop? Because this is like the German model. The Germans don't even lock their their cell doors and they train people when they get out, they're ready to go to work in the workforce. Well, let me start. Um, we do have work release. We have a job readiness class. We do financial classes. Um, the pandemic slowed us down quite a bit because the jails were locked down. So we're just now getting all ramped back up and getting our volunteers back in there. Um, we have a journey forward class that we teach that helps the the folks decide if they want to go to a sober living because a lot of them are homeless when they get out of jail. And so if you don't have a place to live and you don't know where your food's going to come from, you're not going to show up for work. So we try to have um, those things put in place for them. Our journey forward helps them decide if they need to go to an inpatient rehab after they leave jail or if they've done enough work inside the jail because we do have addiction classes. Um, We're trying to work on a resiliency building program If you look at the ACEs, um, the Adverse Childhood Experiences, our average score in the Murray County Jail is 6.5 out of 10. Wow. So that's pretty high for trauma. And so when you look at the research on that, building resilience is something that we can do even after someone's uh, an adult. We have a full-time licensed professional counselor, and we have a psych examiner, and then I'm a psych examiner. So we can do uh, mental health treatment, and we try to do quite a bit of that. Our LPC, her name is Megan Thompson, and she does a lot of trauma-based therapy. And so we try to do that inside the jail now. Of course, there's just one of her, and there's a lot of them, so it's a little more difficult. But then we do some more practical things like our TCAT class, and Stephen's going to tell you about that, and then Jonathan can jump in and and whatever I missed. Yeah, so um, about a year ago, uh, the General Motors Foundation, they, they put out solicitations you know, throughout the year uh, for different ideas and, and programs to donate money to and so last year they put out a solicitation for new ideas for uh, training and uh, Columbia State the Tennessee College of Applied Technology out of Pulaski and a few others put in uh, applications for that and the GM Foundation actually selected the the TCAT Pulaski program and it is for a certified production technician class. So then in turn, the TCAT Pulaski reached out to us and said, hey, would you guys be willing to, to give this a try inside the, the jails? We said, absolutely. So um, we did a smaller version of it in, in Lawrence County to start with. Um, but our Murray County class, we actually had the graduation last Thursday. And what that is, it's a 10-week program that they go through uh, they earn their their certificate from TCAT Pulaski. They earn um, an OSHA certificate, so they get OSHA workplace training. And then it goes more in-depth into uh, different safety, maintenance, um, <clears throat> how things operate on the line. And because we were doing it inside the facilities rather than at the school, one of the, the neat things that they did was they got the virtual reality headsets, so they put those on, and it simulates being inside of a plant working on the line. So oh, they, wow. That's how they got their hands-on experience was through the, the virtual reality headsets. Um, everything that they did is is actually web-based but instructor-led. So TCAT Pulaski had an instructor, and they were in class from about 8.30 to 4, four days a week for uh, a little over 10 weeks. Uh, There's a few little hiccups along the way. But like I said, we, we just graduated that class this last Thursday at the jail. 
And um, one of the other neat things that they got to do through that program was they actually got to go to TCAP Pulaski and take a little field trip to see the campus because this certified production technician piece is part of TCAP Pulaski's advanced manufacturing program. So now that these guys have that first certificate, if they want to continue their education once they're released, they can slide right into that advanced manufacturing program and, you know, have a, even more of a leg up for, for getting a job in the in the production world since we're so industrialized here with automotive manufacturing. Um, so that, that's been a, a really neat program. We're getting ready to start a class in the Giles County Jail doing the same thing. And then probably in a couple of weeks, we'll, um, we'll do another class here in Murray County as well. So um, I think we'll see Steve, a lot of success with that. Yeah, Stephen, what would be the hourly rate that a, a person could earn uh, after they certify in that area? Um, I think a lot of the General Motors suppliers are starting between uh, fifteen and sixteen dollars an hour, and some of them are paying up to you know eighteen, nineteen dollars an hour. Right. Okay. So that that's going to be their their foot in the door is to to get connected to to one of the GM suppliers, because GM does a lot of their hiring from the suppliers. So it, it's a, a foot in the door to to get to the suppliers, and then in turn, hopefully, get hired on by GM proper at some point. Yeah, with that battery plant coming online, that might be a prime prime position, huh? Absolutely. And and at that graduation last week, um, former UAW president, uh, Mike Heron, he came and, and spoke to those students, and he, he gave them a lot of insight and information about how that process works and, and some opportunities that, that would be a good fit for them graduating from this program. So he, he did a great job talking to those guys, and I think, I think he's got them all fired up, and they're, they're all ready to go. So we'll see what happens whenever they get released. That's great, John. The the, uh, the instructor for that class, TCAT, couldn't have done a better job in selecting James Terry Newton. Uh, he got those guys fired up every day. And if you can imagine uh, going through a class where everything is web based learning, which the the jail was not designed or built for Wi Fi or internet access, so our ten week program turned into about a fourteen to fifteen week program, but. These guys, when they actually went to TCAT Pulaski, they sat down and got to use some uh, coordinate measurement machines, some micrometers, and they were getting given machine blocks. And they took an actual test like the students at TCAT Pulaski would take. And these guys, you know, passed the test, every single one of them. They were all within less than a millimeter from each other and what they measured and, and submitted on their tests. So, I mean, that, that was neat to see that. You go through a whole entire program and never physically get to touch anything, but yet when you actually do get to touch it, the the, the learning sank in. Well, you, that's a great testimony in that you know a lot of the young people or, or whatever age get in trouble. They're not brain dead. They're really uh, people with brains that can learn, and if you direct them in the right way, they are capable of becoming a, a a citizen that's not going to get in trouble anymore and hold a job and pay taxes like everybody else. But they're going through what what some of the schools have is that, that special program uh, that helps develop them even after they got in trouble. So that's a great testimony. It's even some things that I would love to to get involved with. They're they're already learning three D printing, and I mean that that stuff's just amazing. Yes, it is. Um, 
Yeah, well, it, it's really neat because what we've heard so far this morning is you guys have talked about uh, the educational component of dealing with uh, the people that come into the Murray County Jail and, and also the mental health aspect of it as well. Uh, Carrie, did you have anything? Well, um, I've really loved hearing about this program, and it's good to see Officer Stanfield. And he's touched a lot of lives in Murray County Public Schools, and including my children. So, just thanks for all you do in the community. Um, but all of you involved with this program, I've loved hearing about it and and the opportunities that y'all are giving people that change lives. I I am a little curious, um, Susie. I think you mentioned. I'm curious. What was the trauma scale you mentioned about six point seven? I am curious about that it's called the aces it's a a 10 questions and it's adverse childhood experiences so it asks questions like were you sexually abused when you were a child um were you abandoned by your parents those i don't remember the exact questions but it's those type of questions things that would have traumatized children and the research behind that has been huge lately um, in the addiction world, in the mental health world, they're training. We've trained all of our volunteers. We have a quarterly volunteer training for the, everybody that comes into the jail and works. And so we've had the ACES training twice for that. Centerstone has done it and Camelot, I think, are the two that have done our training. Um, but you look, you know, people talk about what is the gateway to addiction. And I think we're pretty sure now trauma is the gateway to addiction. And so you know, I can put you through the 12 steps and help you get sober. And, and, but if I don't help you address that root cause of the addiction, at some point you're going to relapse. And, you know, if you relapse, then here goes your kids back to Department of Children's Services or to Granny's house and you come back to jail possibly, you know, and there's just all kinds of repercussions for that. So if we can get in and address that trauma, then we have a better chance of of you making it when you get out. Yeah, before I retired, uh, we had had uh, in the public school system, we had had uh, two or three sessions, uh, in-service sessions, talking about ACEs and its impact on the education world. So uh, I'm familiar with with some of that and and stuff. One question I did have, uh, and I don't know um, how long y'all have been doing this particularly, but what is the the rate for the, the, the... the inmates coming out actually having a job as they come out well right now because of the uh labor market climate it's, it's pretty high because they, they can pretty much yeah. walk in anywhere because everybody's yeah. hiring right now yeah i knew the certification process was the first step they had to have all those document all that documentation that they can do the job mm-hmm. and stuff but i was curious as to you know when they actually came out uh, got a a family member that's been involved with the, the the prison system and one of the big problems he had coming out was there was no place to go and he circled but he ended up ended up circling back which i know that's exactly the program you're you're trying to avoid right with well, that so i, I was curious I, as to i think we've seen a lot of employers change you know with with the times uh, about what their their background policies are you know before somebody may have been very rigid and said if you have anything on your record we're not touching it where now uh, a lot of places are a case-by-case basis so they'll actually look at Great. what your charges yeah. were how long ago what did you do while you were incarcerated say, so that's, are you part of this program that's where and, a lot of stuff, you know so. the, the the programs that are offered inside the jail the more that they take the better that looks for whenever they get okay. released great um, you know, I, I'm interested about, you mentioned ACEs and, and the, the trauma that a lot of these folks have when they come in. 
Do you guys work with any, like, you know, say, like the Murray County Public School System or, you know, to try to, like, guidance counselors, other people that maybe are experiencing this with, with juveniles as they're coming up to realizing, like Coach said, that they've had training, they see that this – you know, we, we hear about mental health issues across the country. It sounds like a lot of it could be from tra- – it's obviously trauma from a young age. Uh, kind of talk about that. Do you guys, you know, work with – in the you know, public- We don't work with juveniles, okay? Right. But we have started and we're working this fall for a program. We've always done um, a connection with the jails that if um, – I can't remember what we call it, but when if the children are if the parents are arrested over the weekend or at night, right. if the parents will let us know that their child is in um, Whitthorn or, or uh, you know whichever school, then we'll notify the school counselor and we will notify the SRO. So we work very closely with those SROs in that situation. This fall, the school system representatives came to our last program panel meeting, and this fall we're going to try to zoom our parents into their. Um, teacher conferences if they have the legal right to to be connected to their children because you can't parent well from jail but you can parent a little bit from jail sure no i i I think that's mr york hey clayton i was gonna say uh, i think the new program that the murray county school system has subscribed to the catapult program has components of aces in it in, in order to deal with the behavioral issues that kids might be uh, getting it to uh, in, in school, and that's one of the big things that it does. It works with them based on the ACES research. I think. Well, Mr. York, we're about to we're up against a break, but when we come back, why don't we talk about that catapult program just a little bit and kind of give our listeners exactly what that is, and uh, we'll have some more with uh, Stephen, Susie, and uh, Captain Stanfield uh, when we come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Do you love antique and estate jewelry? Then mark your calendars for Friday and Saturday, October 6th and 7th for Tillis Jewelry Annual Antique and Estate Event. Jewelry in every price point in all periods. The Victorian Art Deco and even the Fun Retro. Over a million dollars of inventory, so I'm sure you will find something you will love. It only happens once a year, so you want to bring a friend to Tillis Jewelry. Two days only, Friday, October 6th, Saturday, October 7th. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. 
We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the TSSAA, are the 109,000 high school sports students in Tennessee. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. It's grilling and chillin' season, and Hiller is giving away backyard freebies all September. This month, when you upgrade to a new tankless water heater, we'll give you a free Yeti Tundra cooler, or get a free Traeger grill with any new whole home generator. And we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 48 months on select new HVAC system replacements. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch on bandit run. Welcome back, everybody, to Three Dudes with a View. I'm Clayton Harris, filling in for Delk Kennedy today, and uh, we're joined, as always, by dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How's it going, Mr. York? Good morning, Clayton. Good morning, everybody, and the guests. And Monday special guest, or special Monday dude, Miss Carrie Powers. How's it going, Carrie? Hey, hey, I'm back. <laughs> and uh, Coach Mike on the board. Coach, how's it going? Doing well this morning. Doing well. And we are joined by Captain Jonathan Sanfield with the Murray County Sheriff's Department, along with Susie Pruitt and Stephen Webb with the South Central Tennessee Workforce Alliance. And uh, how's it going? How's it going this morning, guys? Great. Going great. Hey, I need to apologize. Um, Captain Sanfield, I called you officer. Captain, congratulations. Hey, I I still love it when kids come running up at the store and say, hey, that's Officer Stample. Now, now you were in the the public schools uh, as a SRO. Is that correct? Now, what schools, tell our audience what schools were you at? Uh, Whitthorn for almost seven years and then Mount Pleasant High School for a year. Okay. Okay. Um, Before we went to the break, we were talking about, you know, kind of the, 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 not really relationship, but just kind of how maybe this program and, and the school system and, and we talked about uh, you know how, how that could how it kind of works together or how they're trying to get more information and involved 
uh, with how this works. Uh, Carrie, Mr. York, did y'all have anything? Uh, you mentioned the catapult program, Mr. York, uh, before we went to break, uh, that the school systems are using. Uh, you you want to give a little more detail about that? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a special program that uh, catapult the the folks designed uh, skill R and D that provides R and D it's a student based program to deal with students where they are. Uh, I'm still trying to find out more. Uh, I called the, the office uh, last week to get some more information. Somebody's supposed to call me back, and they haven't called me back just yet because there was uh, uh, some allegations made about the program, negative allegations made about the program last week uh, in the uh, in Murray Main Street, I think. But anyway, it's a it's a, a program designed to work with the parents, the teacher, and the curriculum uh, to make it to to try to adjust the student and work with the student and the parents uh, closer, more of an intervention than anything else. And I think it, it, it's, a, it's a program. It's kind of pricey, but if we can save students and provide students with, with adequate learning, then I think it's worth the dollars, you know. But uh, I'm still trying to find more. I don't know a whole lot. But I know it's got several components. It's got kits. It's uh, computer-based. Uh, it deals with mapping a curriculum. Uh, there's no lab costs. Uh, you can get high school credits by doing the program, and it has boundless exposure. It's got a lot of exposure to a lot of different things. So it it works with the student, it works with the parents, and it works with the, the teachers to put, bring all that together and have them on, uh, on one level to start working with to try to alleviate those behavioral problems that the student might have. Okay. Well, hopefully you'll get a call back and uh, get some more information on that, um, and and we can talk about that on the later show. Carrie, did you have anything else you wanted to, to bring up? Well, I just think the nurse in me, when I hear that steps are being taken to address, to recognize and address trauma, um, I just think the mental health crisis in our community um I think everyone states that as fact, that we have a mental health crisis in our community. But I think the understanding of trauma, the role of trauma in that, I think I'm, I'm, my roles have changed over the years, whereas 20 years ago, I probably dealt with a population that was more in the population that y'all, um, the program we've been talking about serves. And I really believe that, you know, addressing the trauma is a step. I mean, until that gets addressed, I don't think these people, people who have had trauma could be benefit from some of the educational opportunities and such. So just for the stepwise process of it all, um, I'm glad to know that maybe this ACEs and some evidence-based programs are getting more traction. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes. Yeah. Um, all of our grants are based on evidence-based uh, classes. Now, we can do some other things that are not. Um, the federal government and the Department of Corrections in Tennessee uses the Pew Research, and they've labeled really good, effective um, 
mediocre, those kinds of classes. And those are the ones they want us to use. And we use as many of those as we can and we can afford. But we have some other things that we've thrown in there, too. Like, we have some independent studies. During COVID, we really scrambled because we didn't have any volunteers in there. And we have a staff of um, eight or nine. And even though we didn't get kicked out of the jail, that's still a lot of folks to take care of. And, of course, our staff is taking care of four counties. So we came up with some independent studies, and we got some volunteers. They'll read a book and answer the questions, and then the volunteers will respond to that. So that worked out pretty well, but um, I lost my train of thought here. (laughs) Well, I'm curious. Do you feel like there's more recognition of trauma these days and more steps to address it and to give people tools to hopefully move past it? I mean... In my world, yes. Um, My background is mental health. And so, yes, in all of my training, all of the stuff I do, absolutely. In the general uh, world, I'm not so sure that we're moving as quickly there. One of the things with our VOCA grant, the Victims of Crime Act grant, that we agreed to do was to make the jail more trauma-informed. And that's a difficult thing to do because the jail is not a good place for people who suffer trauma and most everybody in there has suffered trauma there's loud noises and doors slamming and lots of rules and you know sharing space with other people and and just a lot of things that trigger you and so i'm not sure what the answer to that is yet um we got captain stanfall i told becky the best present i've gotten since i've worked there in 2015 was getting captain stanfall as our jail captain and and that's holding true because i think we were making a lot of um steps in the right direction, but we've got a long way to go in that situation. You mentioned volunteers. Um, How can people help or or help you guys if they want to volunteer? And what does a volunteer do? I know you mentioned uh, a few things there, but what what else do volunteers do uh, when they work with the uh, South Central Tennessee Workforce Alliance? Well, we have mentors. We have people who teach classes. Um, We have people who help them on the outside. For instance, Doug Williams is one of our community volunteers. Now, he he works with the chaplain's ministry mostly, but he's stepped up and worked with us as well. And we've got one outside trustee who owes a ton of money on his driver's license in order to be able to get it back. And through one of our grants, we have a little bit of money we can spend, but we can't pay the 20000 or whatever he owes. And so Doug is, has worked it out with the jail, and he's since he's an outside trustee, he's able to get him court dates in the other counties, and he's gone, and they've negotiated and reduced that down to where we can actually pay his reinstatement fee. And he's going to come out of there this time. He's a repeat offender. He's been with us off and on for years and years, but he's never had a driver's license. So he's going to come out this time with his driver's license, and so he's going to be able to drive legally. And, you know, that there's that. Um, they provide Graymere provide clothes provides clothes for when they're going to rehab or they're going to work. Um, it's nice to have people to do the the independent studies. If you don't want to come in the jail, there's there are things that you can do. Michael Fulbright is actually our community liaison. Yeah, great guy. Yeah, and he's our volunteer coordinator. So if you're interested in volunteering, you can reach out to me or to Stephen or to Michael, and we would love to get you set up. Like I said, we have quarterly volunteer trainings. That's a four-hour required training, and you get the PREA and the safety, and then we try to throw something else in. We've had the suicide prevention and the ACEs, domestic volunteers. <laughs> violence um different trainings like that yeah you know uh, captain this this sounds like you know 
it sounds like jail has changed quite a bit over the years. I mean, this sounds like Murray County Sheriff's Department and the Murray County Jail has become more of a uh, a place not only uh, where you go and uh, you have folks like, like Stephen and Susie there to help as far as with the education and everything else, but also with mental health. So it's almost like a rehabilitation center as well. I mean, it's it's not like you're just throwing somebody in in jail and locking the key. And you're you guys are there to genuinely help to make sure that those folks don't come back again. That that is correct, and that's one of the things I think. If you talk to Sheriff Rowland, that he really wants you know in the future, and it's part of our five year plan is that we need a mental health wing. Uh, you know, just to address that because jail is not like what it was before. Uh, and and to go back and hit on one of the things that uh, Miss Powers brought up is the uh, evidence-based stuff is uh, uh, one of the things the state has jumped on board with is to kind of offer money to uh, to jails. We house state inmates. They're not all on, on local charges. We, we house a lot of state inmates. And so we get a little bit of money from the state every day for each one of those inmates. Well, what they've done is they've come up with a, a tier one and a tier two accreditation for a jail that if you meet those accreditation standards where you're doing this evidence-based research, then you're going to get more money based per state inmate. So, I mean, we were already doing, you know, the tier one and tier two accreditation stuff beforehand, but it's to make other jails, I mean, kind of like, you know, what we're already doing. Uh, But one of the things is the jail wasn't designed to house Wi-Fi, internet access, right. or or these types of classes. So we're limited on space, and, and and that's where we've got to be creative. But not just on that standpoint. We've had to have a culture shift from our corrections officers and deputies and everything else too. That you know this is a different mindset that right. you've got to have now. That it's not just jail of incarceration; it's rehabilitation. Right. Yeah. Well. Well, that's great. Yes. And, and that that's the mindset that needs to take place in our society today. You know, people commit a lot of different crimes, but at, and, and at the bottom line is they're still human beings, and if we can get something out of them where, where they can be fruitful or productive after they pay their penalty, then that's where we ought to be, you know? A lot of people disagree with that, but, but I'm a firm believer that if you treat people as humans and you try to train them and find out what their needs are, deal with those needs, then you come out with a better society overall. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, uh, we really appreciate uh, Susie and uh, Stephen, you guys coming on today uh, with the South Central uh, Tennessee Workforce Alliance and uh, Captain Jonathan Stanfield. We we really appreciate you guys coming in this morning and uh, talking to us about your program. But before we let you go, uh, Carrie, Coach Mike, you, you guys got anything before we close this one out i just as a as a former educator uh and uh you know where where i kind of got to see some of these kids in a sense before you got to see them and and stuff uh i I think this is a great program i i I really uh i'm glad to see this as i said with a with a family member that got caught in the system got caught in that loop in the system and, and stuff and not having a you know there was just a big void you know we when he finally did get released for a little while he came back into the world and there was just nothing he couldn't he didn't have anything to fall back on he didn't have in you know as much as the family tried to help it 
you know, he ended up slipping back into, you know, and, and back in. And so uh, I, I think this is a great program. I, I love the, to hear the success rate, especially now, you know, you know the, the pandemic didn't help us a lot, but it, you know, it sounds like it kind of gave you all a little shot in the arm that kind of gave you guys some credibility in a sense. Now that you do have people out in the workforce, the employers are going, hey, these people do. This this is this is good stuff. You know, these are good people that can actually pr- uh, produce for our company. So I, I think it's uh, it's a great situation. Yeah. See, Mike, that that's always been a problem, though, Mike. Uh, you know, people get in trouble, and they used to get out, and they come home. Nobody would employ them. Nobody wanted to yeah. associate with them. Yeah. They watch video games. Then they hook up with some bad friends that they hooked up with before they got them in trouble in the first place and they come right back to the same place you know and do it again so this does give someone some hope to say look if i kind of straighten up learn some things i don't have to be back in here and then i don't hang out with the same people that i used to hang out with yeah and then from what i'm hearing is they're getting real jobs it's not just flipping hamburgers and mcdonald's and stuff as a you know what a lot of people do to as a stopgap while they're getting their college education or getting through high school this is a career level job and, and i think that's that's huge that is huge can i say one more thing and, and I, I should have said this earlier the district attorneys and the public defenders and the judges are working very closely with us so we're not just trying to get folks out of jail we are working within the system so that everybody knows it's a good idea what we're doing hey, absolutely no that, that that's a great point i'm glad, glad you brought that up um uh, i guess we're, we're down the last minute of the show carrie anything before we go today well i just i i'm gonna i I think it's a safe assumption to say y'all's job isn't always easy for any of y'all. So thanks for what you're doing. I love the concepts and the the hope that this gives, you know, people that may have made a bad decision. Um, but uh, way to go. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. All right. Well, that is uh, going to about wrap it up here for a Monday edition of 3 Dudes of the View. Uh, Stephen and Susie, we appreciate you guys stopping by, Captain Stanfield. As always, thank you for stopping by and uh, talking about this great program that you guys are doing out at the Murray County Jail. It, it, it's it's really good. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Good luck, and let us know about the end of the year what, what your success rate is. Come back and talk yes, to us. Yes, please, please we come like back. A- absolutely. Please come back and, and give us an update uh, later on this year. In the last 30 seconds, where are we headed Friday nights? TBD. To be determined. To huh? be determined. Okay. Columbia Just, plays Paige. Yeah, that w- we will not be at that game. So, uh, <laughs> I, no, I'm just saying we're not. Gonna, I, I, that, that didn't mean any, that didn't mean anything. I'm just saying we won't be there. Listen to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour this afternoon at four o'clock. We'll let you know.